0: Okay, good evening, brothers. Uh, here we are again. Um, I think after tonight's meeting, Fellowship Monday, our Monday night talk will kind of take a little break, a little summer break, whatever you call it. And uh, if the Lord so lead, we will resume um, uh, after the summer training sometime. <clears throat> a lot of us will be quite busy uh, with the training and also with various other summer activities uh, of the churches. So um, um, I just like to say that um, these times have been very, very um, invigorating for me, you know, Not, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, every time that there's a opportunity to uh, consider and care about what the Lord is doing today, I get invigorated. I get very, very supplied. And we just left uh, for most of you, we just left a two hour meeting of all the um, leading brothers uh, in the uh, in North America, not counting Mexico. Um, I understand that that number should be at least nine hundred, uh, probably nine hundred to a thousand brothers on zoom and um, the we presented to these brothers uh, some of you were there I, I i i believe uh we presented the burden of the united states to them and uh maybe tonight uh if you don't mind i would uh uh strengthen that burden again um <clears throat> And this is about what we come to know now as GTCA, which really is something that Brother Lee coined. I didn't do that. I follow him uh, to gospelize, truthize, and churchize uh, America and, um, and the USA, of course. And uh, tonight uh, we presented this whole matter to them. And, uh, I hope there would be the right time we can present it to, uh, to all of you. Because, um, whether we have a GTC city in NorCal or SoCal, to me that is not as important as this is a one move of the Lord, um uh, of all the coworkers, of all the churches, uh, even all the saints in oneness. Um, it does not matter what the target cities are, what state it is in. Uh, it to me, it really doesn't matter. It is this country that we're burdened for, and the Lord must burden some for this country, the USA. And there are many things that is on my heart that I don't feel free actually, to speak even to those thousand brothers, because if I'm too open, I may cause some misunderstanding, you see. But I, I, I will say this to you. I will say this to you tonight, that what is on my heart, and I have a measure of uh, confidence that this is not me Uh, that this is something of the Lord. I can surely tell you, I can surely tell you this is some, this is a burden within our brother Lee before he passed away. Maybe I was too close to him. Maybe I am too much of a follower of him. I, I don't know. But amongst many other things, this one matter for this country has not left me. I must say I picked it up from him until today. And I consider that to be my commission, if you will. Uh, this to be my calling. This to be my meaning and why I am here. Why I am here. You know, I'm not, I'm not born in this country. I came here at 17. I'm naturalized my main culture is Chinese, and so on and so forth. But through all this time, um, not in a patriotic sense, there may be a little bit of that, I would even admit that, um, but more so in a divine sense from the view, um, from the lens of God's move on the earth at, at our times, at the end of this age, uh, from that angle, uh, and reading the ministry of Brother Lee uh, concerning this, I am totally, totally convinced uh, that the Lord's, this country is a special country. I'm not into American exceptionalism and you know, all this kind of, political or ideological stuff. But there is something about this country that is special to the Lord, the way he has prepared or he has kept this continent from being discovered for many centuries, the time that it was discovered, and how this country is formed by immigrants, by migrants from the old world, Um, all these are sovereign of the Lord. There has not been another country that was raised up quite like the United States. I would say not one, not one. It's a new land. It's a new continent. It's a new group of people being unshackling themselves from the many ties uh, of uh, many things of the old world, particularly in Europe. And with a dare to experiment with many new things, hence the Declaration of Independence, hence the Constitution that was, um, um uh, written and the way it, it, it um, um, the, um, the people govern themselves, um, and, um, uh, of course, uh, this kind of a thought of a modern sovereign state and a republic on this, these are not new. These are, from the europe direction but look uh, even um, um, uh the uh, the uh, france you know had a revolution to go republic and you know um um to throw uh, overthrow the kings and 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 but there's no no comparison to the american experiment uh is indeed a brand new start of a new kind of Nation, a new kind of government on the earth. And that is not just for America, for this USA. We must see behind that, that God did this in a mere two to three hundred short years, raising this country up into the supreme country, the top country, the leading country, bar none of the world for so many decades already. For a reason, for a reason. And that reason, I believe, is for God's purpose, for God's move on the earth. That's why I talk so much about it. That's why I, you cannot, you know, shut me up on this matter. Now, in light of what is happening, around us these days and uh, I think brother James Lee gave a little sharing two hours ago that clearly clearly the forces I'm talking about the spiritual evil forces uh, of Satan is arrayed arrayed against this country. For the reason to disrupt, the reason to frustrate, to hinder what God wants to do, to continue to use this country for his purpose and move on the earth. And so he is throwing everything he can, you know, using the virus, using the economy, using even all these um, um, racial um, uh, divides and, 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 uh, um, uh, um, and all these things to create uh, the kind of uh, civil unrest that we see, all this happening almost at the same time. Brothers, we should ask why. You know, you can see that, uh, you know, the U.S. is disproportionately suffering from these things or going through these things. Of course, it's a big nation. It has... Uh, uh, it, it has a way to withstand these things, but in any event, it is under attack. It is under attack from, I believe, from Satan and using the fallen human beings to do that, to undermine this country, the strength, the government, and the morality for a long time now. Um to sow chaos and uh, 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 turmoil and, uh, and and division and uh, all and 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 a kind of upheaval uh, to uh, uh, pull apart it, it's uh, the social fabric to pull apart the races the people in the population in this country. Uh, to pull it apart politically and socially and and so many ways, to undermine and to weaken, at least to weaken, the USA so that it cannot fulfill its um, responsibility, uh, its commission, as God uh, had given to it uh, for the Lord's move. And so, brothers, uh, I even charge the brothers to pray for the election. I don't know whether you keep your eyes on that. Uh, the the never been in a, this kind of environment, running into an election, and not brothers not in a way of praying for this candidate or that candidate or this party or that party. We really should not do that. What you believe in and who you vote for. Each one of us had that freedom, right? According to our conscience, we should be good citizens of this country. We should vote, exercise our our, uh, our our right, and our duty. Do our duty. But as the church, as the church people, we do not get into these things. But we can pray. We can pray according to God's word that He would raise up the kings and put them down. He will raise up empires and put them down because heaven, heaven rules. Heaven in the end rules. God will put whoever he want to um, in power. Um, But we need to pray. Brothers, I charge you today that to pray about this and pray for this. Very much so. It is very, very special times. Now, um, then, as far as we are concerned, when all these things are happening outwardly, that we see, all these things are happening, we also have to look to the Lord in terms of what we should do. Now, we talk about and I share with you, we're not here to reform society. We're not here to improve our institutions. We're not here to change the government. We, 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 that is not the church's role or or uh, commission. We need to, these days, take a long look at what the church should be doing, the church of God, and even more specifically, the Lord's recovery that remnant that God has called together small in number you know uh i just finished recording my three messages for this semi-annual training on crystallization of jeremiah and uh and uh, uh either in jeremiah or hearken back to the uh, to moses i don't remember it talks about that this nation of israel is few in number can't compare to all the nations around it when they enter into Canaan. Few in number. That's the nation of Israel. But God has chosen that people starting with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and given that land to them to possess. So he told them don't look in your size, the number of your population. Jehovah." Your God is with you. He will fight for you. He will dispossess these nations and give this land to you. That's his promise. So we are small. We are nothing. But brothers and sisters, if we believe this is the Lord's recovery, if we believe the Lord has a special work with his recovery, though we are small in number, then we better find out what should we be doing in these days? What should we be doing? Well, I would say this has already been spelled out for us by Brother Witness Lee. If we pay attention to his speaking, especially in the last years. Of course, broadly speaking, we know we're here to what? build up the body of Christ we're here to prepare the bride right we're here to have the reality of the kingdom of God the kingdom of the heavens all of this to bring the lord back i mean broadly speaking we know that but more practically speaking what should we be doing i'm talking about i'm talking to the churches in the united states okay I'm talking to the brothers and sisters in the churches in this nation in this country including us in northern california what should we be doing brothers i would say we are here <clears throat> to be in principle to be the that overcoming entity in among the Christians, that overcoming entity, the overcomers. What are the overcomers? It's Zion in Jerusalem. And now I'm going back to what I've been sharing with you. The spirit of the Lord's recovery is the overcomers spirit. The remnant that returns, there are three waves of them. If you remember, it's Zerubbabel and Joshua then Ezra, then Nehemiah, okay? And they were small in number. Even I think the first group may be the largest. That's less than 50,000 Jews. The second is smaller. The third one may be even smaller than that, that return to Jerusalem. They're small. Even the condition is not that great, you know? We found that out. But the fact is that these people return. Ask Jehovah promised after seventy years from their captivity back to Jerusalem the ground of oneness. This is tremendous. The ground of oneness. We have returned to the ground of oneness of unity. Dear brothers, I just like to tell you this oneness is sacred. This oneness. This oneness is not to be found in society today. There is no oneness there. If anything else, there is only division. And Satan's work results always in division. God's work is always to bring forth unity and oneness. He prayed, the last prayer in John 17, that they may be one. Three times that they may be one, that they may be perfected into one, because when they're one the world will see and the world will know that the Father has sent me the Son. Brothers and sisters the brothers, I like to tell you this oneness, Psalm one hundred thirty three, Psalm one thirty three how beautiful how pleasant and good for brothers to live together dwell together in oneness it is like the ointment that flows that is the triune god as the spirit flowing am i right from the head of aaron to the body even to the skirts of his garments brothers there is no greater blessing than the spirit this ointment is just the spirit the 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 ultimate expression of the triune god the 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 consummate spirit the, the god himself being given to us as ointment brothers there's no greater blessing than that when we have the oneness among us ointment will flow the spirit is our portion the spirit the spirit that's that's the promise of the gospel to Abraham will be ours. The triune God will be ours. What more do we need? And all the functions of the Spirit, the essential Spirit, the economical Spirit, the Spirit of life, the Spirit of power, and all the work that the Spirit does in us, our, in our life individually and collectively as the church, brothers, is ours. It runs, and then the dew of Herman that descend. You know what that is? That is the grace. The grace. Did you check before we left? The uh, 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 I have been speaking a lot these days about uh, Noah. Have I spoke to you yet about Noah, brothers? Have Have I uh, lately? I, I, I tell you, brothers, I, I am these days full of Noah. I spoke to the uh, 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 the churches in South Bay. I spoke to the churches here, the church here in Irvine, uh, that because today we're in the days of Noah, at least we're in the beginning of those days. The exact days may be actually the Great Tribulation, but we are moving rapidly in that direction. We can say today we are in the days of Noah. So I study with the saints. I got into it about number one, the, you know, six or seven aspects related to Noah that we need to know. So we would know what we should be doing today as the collective Noah. Number one, the days of Noah. We need to find out what are those days measured against the days we're in. And then we need to know the person of Noah. And number three, we need to know the work of Noah. That is to build the ark. That's what we should be doing today. I'm here talking about building up the local churches. That is to build up the ark. I'm here talking about to build up the church life in your city. That is to build up the ark. And Noah spent 100 years to do that. To build up that ark, which ark save him and his family, and number four, the salvation of Noah, the the the, the salvation from judgment, from perdition, and the salvation from this age, the generation, this practical generation that save him into the kingdom. That's the salvation, and then the. And also the accomplishment of Noah, and that is to be an age changer. To turn the age from the old to the new. A new age began when they emerged from the flood. But I like to come back to the so-called person of Noah. There are a few things there that is very, very important, and that's how we should live today. Number one, actually that is not something that we do. It says Noah found grace in Jehovah's sight. That word grace is favor in our translation. Actually it means grace and that is the first mentioning of grace in the whole Bible. Noah found grace. And do you, this, does this not remind you of Hebrews? to come forward to the throne of grace, that we can find grace and receive mercy for timely need. Brothers, I tell you, this dew of Hermon is grace descending. We're finding grace. If we are one, we are one accord in the Lord's recovery in the churches. We will find grace. It will be like the dew descending on on Mount Hermon, like dew so sweet so cooling, so refreshing. And this grace, listen, that Noah found caused him to do three things or to be three things. Number one, that he would live righteously. There was no man as righteous as he, Noah and Number two, it would cause him to be blameless. You know, remember the word blameless in this perverted generation in Philippians about working out our salvation, about being luminaries in this on this earth, about holding forth the word of life, brothers. I, I tell you that was Noah. That was Noah. And number three, Noah walked with God. He followed his Great-grandfather Enoch, who walked with God and was uh, uh, translated, was raptured. And Noah walked with God because he found grace. I would say this is very, very New Testament, if you will. Today, against this age where the flood is coming, sweet people all the way out of a sudden. You know the description of the Noah's days are two sides. Number one, it's it's violence, it's lawlessness, it's corruption, it's uh, 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 fornication, it's 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 all of that. Those days were just was described this way. Right after the sons of God, the fallen angels, took on human wives to produce these giants called nephilims, breaking God's law, bringing in mixture and confusion, and that God say, my spirit will no longer strive with the flesh. And that reminds me uh, right away of Romans chapter 1, when Paul was describing the whole fallen human, fallen world, 3 times it talks about God gave them up. God gave them up. I tell you that's what was happening at Noah's time. God just say forget about it. You know when the spirit is still striving with us, we still have a chance. When God is still moving, talking, convicting us, exposing us, dealing with us, that means God has not given us up yet. But at by that time God say I repent that I wait made man. I repent. I will eliminate all of them and start anew because that flesh has become too terror terrible. That's Noah's days. But there's another side of Noah's days that would apply to us more and that is the Lord Jesus word. And that is what in the days of Noah people were giving to eating, drinking, marrying and given to marriage. You would think all these are legitimate things. I agree with you for human existence. Eat, drink, marry. But the problem and that those words by the way is speaking to the church, to the believers. When the Lord brought up the days of Noah, he said that what? They were turning these legitimate things of living, of survival into a preoccupation. That that means they were befuddled, the, 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 the believers, they were um, um uh, drugged even they were totally preoccupied with these legitimate things, and they gave themselves to live that way to enjoy life to enjoy eating to enjoy drinking to enjoy marrying i'm I'm afraid that today even this thing have touched us in the recovery and all these These are legitimate things, but they are turned into something that we would live for, that we would be preoccupied with rather than being preoccupied with God's interest, rather than being preoccupied with God's purpose, rather than being preoccupied with God himself and and so on. And it says, and and right after that, the Lord Jesus talked about two in a field, one will be taken, am I right? Two grinding, one will be taken. That's the rapture. White, right, right? During the, what they're doing on a daily basis, one will be raptured. They overcame, brothers. Brothers, I like to tell you, these are the days. You know, these sixty to ninety days of pandemic has changed me. I'm a changed man. Maybe you can tell. I I, I don't know what become of me. I'm crazy the times that we're in i'm seeing it what is going on these are birth pangs maybe but brothers we need to live differently we need to live like noah today he preached righteousness that's another work that he did oh i forgot the last thing was what was the reward of noah it says in Hebrews 11 that he became an heir of righteousness. He not only was righteous before God; he not only preached righteousness. Eventually, he will inherit righteousness. What is that? That is to inherit the coming kingdom, brothers and brothers. I would like to tell you: we're leading brothers. We're responsible brothers. We cannot be the same after this. 60 or 90 days. More is to come. More chaos, more confusion, more work of the enemy. More things will happen on this earth that will, that is rushing headlong to the end. Brothers, brothers, what should we do? We cannot be the same. We cannot live Just the same life or the same church life. The Lord must do something among us. But I come back to this. I come back to this. The base for the Lord to do something is the oneness of his people. So the number may be small that return to Jerusalem, but they return back to that ground where the city, the place where Jehovah has chosen to put his name there. Deuteronomy 12. That is not a small thing. It's not how many people are there. there. It's whether they're in the right position. By the Lord's mercy, we are in the right position on the ground of oneness. Let us hold on to this ground and not only have this oneness in an objective way, but to have this oneness in a genuine way the genuine ground of oneness and this oneness is something of life this oneness is actually the triune god himself it's about time brothers i'm still concerned there's some quarters some places where they have not seen this they're still talking about oh uh uh um what what is that um lang's a book on the on the churches. What what was the name of that? You know, in the last round of this rebellion, they used this book very much. What is it called? Any one of you remember? Uh, Church of Fears. The, the no. Churches, churches of God. The Churches, the churches of God. Addressing autonomy. And because there was a debate, you know, just like among the brethren, they love to debate. And that is, should we take the Federalist way, you know, or should we take uh, what do you call this the autonomous way? You know, each church independent, responsible to God. The the highest. Uh, the, the, we have to respect the headship of a local church. We should not have. Uh, 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 Witness Lee is bringing the in the philosophy of a king. Uh, he is building actually a hierarchical system in the Lord's Recovery to control all the churches to subsume the. the the headship of Christ, I tell you, I'm hearing rumblings of this. Now, brothers, are we still doing that? Are we still in that realm? Brothers, we have gone through so much. We We should have learned something. We're not in that realm. We're not in that realm. Brothers, today, the ministry has opened up all these things to us. They are real, and they are practicable. If only we will see them and we would apply them. In the end, it is still the pride of man, still the natural person, still the self hidden there that caused problems in the Lord's recovery. Brothers, I hope, especially the next generation of young brothers, you will not repeat these mistakes. We don't have an organizational oneness. Our oneness is organic. And this oneness is the oneness of the triune God. And this oneness will bring in the spirit. You know, in Pentecost, Is the spirit first or oneness first? Tell me. I will tell you it's oneness first. Because for what? Ten full days. They pray in the upper room, 120. In one accord. In one accord they pray. And then the spirit came. The spirit came. You think if they're all divided, they're all fighting, they're all this and that, the spirit will come no way. they are only 120. They're being actually um, under the threat of the opposers. But they pray, they're one. I tell you, I tell you, the Spirit came. And following the Spirit, the church was formed. The church came into being because the church came about through us all being baptized in one spirit into the same one body and by our drinking of that spirit perpetually that the body truly would be formed, would be real among us. So brothers, this one accord is essential. Be one with the brothers in your locality. Don't be a problem. Don't be divisive. Don't cause any kind of faction among the brothers. Don't cause any kind of a rift among the brothers. Be one. Go along. Take the cross. The cross is the way to true one accord. Be blended. Don't stand up alone and uh, be distinct from people. Just be a common brother like the other brothers. Serving together. Do this. And in not only in your locality, in your cluster of churches, in your district, in your region, in this country of the USA, I'm really seeing I worship the Lord these days. I tell you, I'm worshiping the Lord. We still need to be perfected into the full oneness, but I'm seeing much more oneness than ever before. I saw it in the Bay Area in Northern California in these five years and I'm seeing this now across the country, sweeping across this country. This is not anybody's doing, this is the Lord's doing. We cannot have our captivity from division turn, from great Babylon turn, the place of division turn, outwardly to come back to the local church. We need an inward deliverance from the inward Babylon to what? The place of oneness. The place of one accord. And that is the triune God himself. Let all of this be very, very real to us. Brothers, I I am a changed man. After these 90 days, I cannot go on the same. I I, I cannot, even if I want to. To me, the Lord's recovery is a new recovery. The church life, I'm expecting to be a new church life. I, I hope you too. The Lord's move is a new move to me. The Lord's recovery in every way. And I'm not because I'm special or I'm somebody. Forget about it. But I must tell you these days, number one, I read the word. I study the word with a view to the Lord's leading, with a view to what God wants to do, even specifically what he wants to carry out through his recovery in these very strange and unusual times. I want to know. I look at the world situation daily. I study it. I get reports. It's important because that's an indicator of God's move inwardly. The second thing, that is the second thing. The first thing is to know the word, to heed the prophetic word. The second thing is to look at, discern the outward situation. I read to the coworkers three verses about knowing the times, knowing the times. Do we know the times? If we don't, we are just befuddled. We are just here wasting time. We're just here doing the kind of a uh, being being like people in the world. We're missing what the Lord is doing. Very quickly, He wants to do something new. It's as if He cannot wait. But but no, we we're here just kind of just uh, in the fog. We 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 are ignorant. We. We're not sensitive. We don't have the insight nor the foresight of what the Lord really is doing today. And thirdly, brothers, the life is changed because of the times of prayer. Bringing myself to the Lord, bringing the Lord's recovery to the Lord, bringing the churches, bringing the brothers to the Lord, the saints to the Lord. Lord, what about this? What do you want from us? especially here in America, especially here in America. What do you want to accomplish? I feel, brothers, and this again is not spoken in a patriotic way, I really feel the Lord wants to do a comeback in the USA. He has done such a marvelous work in the 60s and in the early 70s. Marvelous. That revival was real. And we have not experienced that ever since. And Brother Lee, talk about Brother Lee. He wanted to see something. In fact, he wanted to see something higher, deeper, further that he calls the real and final and greatest revival. Brothers, I cannot sleep. I cannot do anything until I would do my share to work that out. Brothers, all of you, all of us here are crucial. We, again, we are nobody, right? We are not, none of us should be heroes. All of us are zeros. We know that. We know that. But brothers, Shouldn't we all accomplish something for the Lord's interest? Should we not? Should we, shouldn't we be like Reuben to have what? Great resolutions in our heart? Not for us. Not for us, but for God. Should we not? So brothers, Let's drop everything selfish. Let's drop everything self-centered. Let's drop everything for our personal interest. Let's take care of what the Lord wants in his recovery. And so I've been talking about how to build up the local church. When I talk about that, this should be the view. This should be the context. When the Lord can do this in church after church, local church, and region after region in this country, like in Northern California, like in Southern California, like in this region or that region, then together, then together, we will really be like one man going to Jerusalem. I really think even the last few years, so much speaking on the one new man, the one new man, this is what the Lord wants to gain. Wants to gain. Not even just the one body, but the one new man. Look, the racial problems, it's intractable. It is unsolvable. I don't care what law you legislate. I don't care it is unsolvable. There's only one place. There's only one person. There's only one solution. And that is the one new man where Christ is all and in all. I don't care what statues you pull down. It does not solve the problem. I don't care what autonomous zones you set up. That is not going to solve the problem. Brothers, the only solution is Christ. And the only solution is the one new man. And here we are today, to some degree, enjoying this, experiencing this. So brothers... As far as the church is concerned, I will tell you these days, we all need, you know, I gave you some principles of Zion and Jerusalem. Start from the center and work to the circumference, right? I spoke to you quite much. But tonight, I would like to tell you, we need to pray for vitalization of the churches, of the saints. We pray for the brothers and sisters to be vitalized. I say, maybe not every single one, but a good number. A good number will really be vitalized. I believe many are being vitalized right now. But we need to pray. Pray until the Churches in the USA would be all be vitalized. Another word for vitalized is would all be intensified. Intensified. No longer just one spirit. That is not enough. We need the sevenfold intensified spirit because we're in a very intensified situation with an intensified need. The one spirit is not enough. We need sevenfold. We need the saints to be intensified by the Spirit. Sevenfold living, sevenfold boldness, sevenfold faith, sevenfold even activity, if I may. Only this vitalization will work. It's not just planning, it's not just programming, it's not just this or that. We need to do those things. But mainly, when the members of the body are all living, active, vital, intensified, I tell you, there's no stopping. Pray for that in your church. And you yourself become intensified. How? Lift the life of Noah. He was, in, he was really intensified. I will tell you that. <clears throat> Go to the throne of grace. Find grace, sevenfold grace to be intensified in our own daily life. Nowadays don't even say, well, we cannot pray every day. We never did. It will dry out. Brothers, if we're intensified, we can pray until the Lord comes every day. And that would not be absolute. Exactly, a hard matter. It can be very possible if we are intensified. And this intensification, brothers, is not just for us to be alive and and released and buoyant or or even um, joyful. Although these are certainly the signs of the exhibition of one who is revived and alive and living. But this, I would like to tell you, brothers, is for us to dispense, for us to go and give as the gospel, as the word of truth to mankind, to people. Today, today, brothers, we need to go We need to go to share the word, to speak the word. I told the brothers that here and there I'm getting personal reports. Anecdotally, I understand, I don't have any survey or statistics, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm picking up, the Lord is already working. The spirit, the woman in Luke 15 is already sweeping. I'm talking about the gaining of local Americans. I'm talking about the gaining of a new young generation. When I say young generation, I go all the way up to 40, 45. That is still the millennials, right? The first millennials. That's what I'm talking about. This country, this country, local people. To build up our local church is to prepare the vessel. When the Lord reigns, when the floodgates open, when these new ones are responding to come, we would have a church life, a new wineskin with, to contain this new wine. This is what the, the local church should have, should be these days, a new wineskin. I haven't even gotten into the, this point to talk about what the new church life will look like post COVID-19. In a way, I don't know because the expression will be different from place to place, but I think I know in principle. It will be like the first church in Jerusalem. All the points are there. Why? Because they were all filled with the spirit. Within and without, they were were burning, they were alive, they were living. They were vital with the Spirit. They were drinking the Spirit, they were baptized in the Spirit. My goodness. And then they were continuing in what? Steadfastly, number one, in the apostles' teaching, Number two, in the apostles' fellowship as a pair. Then they continue steadfastly in the breaking of the bread. We should never forget remembering the Lord, our dear Lord, and in prayers, the very prayers that the Lord wants to build up today. Those are the forming pillars of a church, a local church. And then it says they what they have a church life that is what you can just sense the vitality of house to house. You know, if you're not vital, house to house means nothing. But when you're vital, it's house to house. It's also day by day. That characterized that first church in Jerusalem. And it says that what they they eat with gladness, um, they were praising God. They, you, you, that was the revival experience in the 60s and the 70s. And it says, and the Lord added to them daily those who should be saved. The Lord added. It's almost like they didn't do that much. The Lord just added. The Lord added. You know, actually, brothers, we cannot bring in the increase. It is the Lord that will add the flock. The Lord will give us the fruit. It is the Lord in a revival scenery. But he must have a people that are one with him, that are revived, that are full of him on the earth. I really believe, brothers, may I be a little prophet to predict this will come to the United States of America. i like to see a comeback. I like to see U.S. no longer consider just nothing happens there. No growth, no increase, all about the same. Because I don't believe that. I believe the Lord's recovery should flourish, should grow, should increase, should spread. We will still be small relative to the population, but it shouldn't be this small. Because there are many seekers. Many who are chosen. It says as many as are called. The Lord add them to the church. As many as means those who are chosen. Those who are predestinated. There are these seekers in the millennial generation. Even generation Z. Brothers. Our commission is to preach the gospel today. But our first thing first is the vitalization of a local church. Brothers, the first thing is we be vitalized. Then we vitalize others from center to circumference. We vitalize one at a time. You know, the coals, you know, the burning coals, the white hot burning coals, You don't even see the red. You just see white. Actually, inside it's all red. That is the hottest coal. What you do is just put one of these coals into these black coals and you blow. Am I right? You give it oxygen. I tell you, that heat, that heat will spread. And eventually all these coals will be heated up and burning. But start with one. Start with two, and then these three coals will be burning. Then you go and burn some others. Then you go and burn some others by prayer, by fellowship. We have found a way to be vitalized, brothers. It is to pray. It is to pray. I'm so thankful the Lord led us these prayers. These days to pray and not let us go and stop. Unceasingly pray. This is the will of God for you. Pray in perseverance. My, my, I, I share with you the incense altar, right? Is what activates all the furniture. The gospel, everything in the church life is activated by the incense altar. And so in, Ephesians 6 it is the prayer right praying at every time in spirit holding what the receiving the word that is the spirit praying and watching unto this with perseverance this is what will activate the entire armor of god the prayer the prayer is what activates Brotherly, actually say the prayer is part of the armor. But I would say the prayer is likened to the golden incense altar that will activate the faith, the truth, the gospel shoes, the loins girded with truth, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, all the things, the sword of the Spirit, all these things that belongs to the body, the warrior, the corporate warrior, will be what? Activated by prayer. So I'd like to encourage you, i better stop now, brothers, to what? To <clears throat> pray. And not pray in a weak way, and not pray in a passive way, not even to pray in a okay um, uh regular way the lord lead us lead us even according to so much of our talks these days to a much stronger prayer deeper prayer i think i think the saints are ready for this many saints are ready for this they're ready to move and so this uh this afternoon, one of the main things we talk about is we're still calling for 300 to migrate uh, to uh, to um, um, uh, the 10 cities in the U.S. Uh, we issue the call to uh, FTTA graduates, XP graduates, and current full-timers, 30 of them to form... Five teams in five of the ten cities. We're almost there, brothers. A few months, uh, a few weeks ago, we didn't have that faith. It's happening. The saints are responding. The saints are ready. The spirit is moving. Can 300 be released from the churches? We asked the Lord for 70 to go to Germany. Eventually 150 went to Germany in the course of Two years to three years, and in this country, much bigger, four times bigger than Germany population-wise, we're asking for 300. That's that's like 0.2 percent or 3 percent, no more than 0.5 percent, less than that, maybe 0.2 and a half percent of all our Lord's Day attendance here in in America. That's all that's all and today you can uh, 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 you don't need anything you just need a laptop that you can work anywhere in almost in any country for you, for your company and uh, uh you better go to gtca.us and find out what these cities are These are days, brothers, to be sojourners, to not be set, settle, and occupy, to live like our forefather Abraham, our father of faith, the life of altar and a tent. To what? For his purpose, to spread the gospel, to spread the truth, to spread his testimony. I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm not saying that this will not involve certain inconvenience or even certain suffering. But brothers, brothers, what are we here for? We're here for the kingdom. Tomorrow, I'm going to record a 10-minute word for the FTTA graduation this Saturday. just 10 minutes. So, I'll tell you what I'm going to share. I shouldn't be doing this. this. This is not good. Well, I'm not going to tell you all that I'm going to share. But I will tell you where, you know, in the scripture. I've been talking to these trainees, from Second Timothy, a very, very relevant book for a young serving one, learning to serve. Paul, instruction to his spiritual child, Timothy. And in chapter 2, which I just talked to them about, about the inoculator, remember that? All the statuses of the inoculator, which is what a full-timer should have, a young serving saint should have. Then there is a song. And there's one line in this song. Supposedly a song in Paul's time. If we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. Brothers, are we here for ease, for comfort, for amusement? for our own happiness, just to have good career, good family, good marriage, good kids. Nothing wrong with that. We should eat, drink, marry. Nothing wrong with that. Question, what are we doing those things for? What are we preoccupied with? Today, God needs Nazarites. Like Samuel, like Daniel, both according to their diet, according to the the way they live, were Nazarites. That means these are two persons absolutely sanctified unto God and God's need. Their spirit is a spirit of martyrdom. They were not for themselves. Look, look, Daniel didn't have a menial job. He was one of the top three ministers set up by Darius, the king. I mean, he is like what? One of the chief of staff of the president or one of the main cabinet members, the secretary of state or something, that's Daniel. Daniel is not just some Jew over here with nothing to do, praying all the time. He was an accomplished, successful servant of the king. But three times a day, he was towards Jerusalem. That was his real, real career, real living there in Babylon. He never returned. But you know, the chapter 9 of Daniel there says, he saw in the scripture 70 years and immediately asked ashes and sackcloth, he start to pray and confess and ask Jehovah to do this, fulfill the prophecy of Jeremiah. You know what? That is around exactly the same time when Jehovah stirred up the spirit of the king and the spirit of certain certain number of the Israelites to return almost the same year, give or take. Daniel never returned, but he prayed and the prophecy was fulfilled. God came in and stirred up the situation. Someone prayed. But he took someone absolute like him. Brothers, the world is going by. I tell you, the day will come when suddenly the flood will come and sweep them all away. He says they were not prepared. They didn't know what happened to them. That they will come again. That day will come again. Brothers, today we need to live differently, as a different people. We need to be overcomers of this age in the Lord's recovery. I pray the Lord will really, really do something in Northern California as he will do in all the different regions of this country. And together, the Lord would do a new thing in the United States. And that's not for us in this country. That will have strategic significance in the Lord's move on the whole earth today.